We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken, and on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing the HBO original series, Succession. Uh, And before I get into my review, I would like to mention, uh, as usual, I will be uh, getting into spoilers uh, regarding the show. So if you have not seen the show and you want to watch it, uh, pause the episode, go watch it, then come back and listen to the episode. But if you don't care about spoilers or if you've already seen the show, then by all means, please continue. So I started uh, Succession. It's, again, one of those shows as a... I feel like I typically uh, start off my show reviews by saying this, or at least the last few I feel like I have. Uh, but similar, similarly with Barry, uh, Succession was a show that I had always had in my watch list, uh, or always had, uh, you know, in the back of my mind as, in, as like, oh yeah, I've heard this show was good, I gotta check it out, I gotta watch it, see if it's any good. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until uh, back in uh, this May, it wasn't until May 8th, uh, was when I first started the show. And of course, by then the final season had almost finished airing. It was like, at that point, the final season was like halfway over, but, uh, but I binged it in a month. I, or well, maybe slightly. Yeah. Just like two days over a month, but yeah, I started it, uh, that the first Monday or Monday, May 8th. Uh, and then I finished it last Saturday, which was June 10th. I want to say, yeah, June 10th. So yeah, I binged in a little over a month. Not bad. And I really enjoyed it. I liked the show a lot. And I can see where people are coming from when they say it's one of HBO's best shows because it's, uh, well, let me explain what the show's about first before I get into what people have said and compared the show to. Uh, so, uh, Succession is a comedy drama, uh, created by or comedy drama series created by Jesse Armstrong. And it aired on HBO from June 3rd, 2018 to May 28th, uh, 2023. So it, uh, yeah, just wrapped up it. It's a uh, run, uh, just, just under three weeks ago. It's, uh, you know, as this Sunday will have been three weeks since it ended. And, um, uh, yeah, the show is basically about this, uh, rich, successful family called the Roy's. And they're the owners of this uh, uh, global media and entertainment conglomerate called Waystar Royco. And uh, basically, the patriarch of the family, the the father, uh, Logan Roy, he's uh, turning 80. This is in the first episode. He turns 80 and he suffers uh, a brain hemorrhage, you know, and some other, uh, you know, conditions regard or he suffers some other issues regarding his health. And his family worried about his health and well-being uh, and, you know, wondering, they're wondering, what are we going to do in the future? You know, uh, if dad dies, who's going to be his successor? Who's going to take over? And so, you know, the whole show is pretty much uh, his four children, mostly his three children. Uh, his oldest son, Connor, doesn't really, uh, <laughs> he's not really vying for control of the company. Like, he's not really wanting to be CEO. It's mostly uh, his three younger children from his second marriage, uh, Roman, Kendall, and Shiv, that are like, you know, uh, 
trying to gain the CEO position. But, uh, but Connor does, I mean, you, you know, ask his father, you know, every now and then for like some advantage or some, uh, opportunities, you know, like to, you know, in, be more involved in the company, but he's, he never really, I mean, and, and, and there are a couple of times where he offers to, you know, be CEO, but he never does. He's not really as, uh, interested in the position as his younger siblings, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's like the three of them, uh, are basically, you know, throughout the whole show are kind of uh, fighting for that position, you know, and vying for that position. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, and there's a bunch of other stuff that's going on too. There's a bunch of other subplots uh, that, you know, uh, grow and carry over from season to season and, you know, build up as the show progresses. But, um, but yeah, that's the main the plot is them trying to, you know, figure out who's going to take over the company once if and when, uh, you know, Logan dies and the show is, um, it's, uh, yeah, I, like I said, it was really good. I, I loved it from beginning to end and I even got my dad, um, interested in it or I got him, uh, invested in it too, because he is, uh, we, I started watching it almost immediately again after I finished it. Uh, cause I'm like, okay, well now that I'm done, do you want to watch it? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we started it uh, or I started it back up again, started it with him about, uh, like four or five days ago. And, uh, yeah, so we're like, like, uh, halfway through the first season now. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the show, uh, and, and you all should definitely watch it. Like anyone listening to the podcast, definitely check the show out. Uh, especially if you like any of the other HBO hour long dramas, you know, this is a, this is another one to add to the the list of good ones. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's four seasons, uh, 39 episodes overall. Uh, it's not a bad binge, you know, I mean, the episodes are, yeah, about an hour long. Some, some are a little over an hour, depending on the episodes. Uh, typically the season finales are slightly longer, you know, but, uh, but yeah. And yeah, it was weird. Uh, you'd think it'd be 40 cause like every season except for the third season has 10 episodes. For some reason, season three was the odd man out only having nine episodes. I'm not sure why they did that, but, uh, but you know, regardless, uh, <laughs> kind of weird to end it on an odd number, but maybe, maybe they just, uh, didn't have time to, you know, film, write and film a 10th episode for season three, or maybe they just didn't want to stretch the season out by one more episode than they thought was necessary. So they're like, eh, we'll just end it with nine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, d- definitely check it out. I mean, you, I, I feel like you'll enjoy it. It's, uh, a lot of people, and, and I, I get where they're coming from. I, I totally see this comparison. It makes sense, but a lot of people have, uh, and, and, and in many ways, it really is uh, like this show, but a lot of people uh, claim that this show is like the modern day, or a good way to look at the show is like, it's basically a modern day corporate version of Game of Thrones, which is also, you know, another HBO original show, original series. And it very much is like that because, you know, it essentially both shows, you know, in Game of Thrones, it's about a bunch of different royal families vying for control of the Iron Throne in the Seven Kingdoms, uh, or, you know, which, or in the, in the, um, you know, in the, the main, uh, kingdom where, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, whoever sits on the Iron Throne rules all of the Seven Kingdoms and, uh, because the uh, yeah the, the iron throne is in king's landing and it's like yeah they not only rule king's landing if whoever sits on the iron throne 
sits there, they not only rule King's Landing, but they rule the entire the entirety of the Seven Kingdoms and of Westeros as well. And uh, and you know, and then in this show, it's like, oh well, whoever sits in the CEO position owns this huge media conglomerate that like spans, you know, multiple continents, multiple countries and continents, and uh, you know, and it's like <laughs> like Game of Thrones, there is a lot of backstabbing and and uh, power power moves and betrayals and well, I guess betrayals kind of go with backstabbing, but uh, but yeah, and you know. Which you know very similar to Game of Thrones in in those aspects or in that aspect, and the show is also um, it's funny because like the the characters are <laughs> and you get this from the first episode they're all in in their own ways really when you get down to it they're all kind of pieces of shit but uh, <laughs> but they're all very interesting characters. And they do have their moments, like, I mean, despite them being shitty people, they do have moments, you know, glimpses, if brief moments where they actually do, like, care for one another and, like, are actually nice to each other. Um, but, you know, the times when they aren't, they're, you know, like, cracking jokes and uh, undermining each other and backstabbing each other. And, uh, yeah, they, the Roys are uh, the a dysfunctional family if I've ever seen one, you know, they are, they've, they've definitely got their issues. I've got a lot of shit to work out. Um, and most, and most of the, most of the time they never work out their problems or they end up having more problems that they've, that they have to deal with that just keep piling on to their already, you know, big amount of problems or, you know, familial problems really. But then there's also obviously issues with the company, uh, as the show progresses, and, um, like there's this whole, uh, which they build, they start up, you know, they start, uh, building this up in season one. But when, uh, Tom, who's the, uh, uh, fiance to Logan's daughter, Shiv, he is promoted from, um, parks to, uh, cruises at the cruise division. And he finds out from the, uh, the previous boss who retired and, you know, he got his position. He finds out, he's like, Hey, look, there are a bunch of, uh, cases that, you know, like, uh, there's a kill or there's a death list or a death pit uh, essentially. And he's like, okay, look, there's a bunch of cases, uh, of, um, theft and sexual assault, rape and murder that have occurred, uh, on the cruise lines for the past 30 years. But anytime we had any issues with, you know, anyone breaking the law, you know, anyone stealing or murdering or raping, you know, we, we sailed to like a, a friendly, uh, we sailed to friendly waters, you know, like somewhere in South America or something like that. So we could like sort out all that shit there or so, so they could sort out all that shit. And then, you know, Tom has to, uh, deal with that. And then eventually, you know, in season two that gets brought into, uh, there's a whole court case that goes on involving, uh, you know, if Logan knew about the, uh, you know, it's like, it's like uh, a court case involving who actually knew the goings on of, the cruises, you know, like, and what went on during the cruises, uh, or what went on on the cruise lines. And, you know, that's a really great subplot. And that episode where they are in the, uh, uh, the Supreme court is a good episode as well when they go to, to DC. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, there's a lot of great, you know, the main story's great, but all the subplots are great and all the, and the, the other stories that they build up, uh, throughout the course of the show are great too. And yeah, 
But despite the fact that, you know, the characters are shitty people, they do have their moments where they are nice and genuine to each other. Uh, as far and few in between as they may seem, you know, or may be, uh, they, they are there. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, they are very interesting characters and you do kind of want to get to know more about them because, you know, the dynamic they have with each other and their personalities by themselves are, are pretty interesting. Because uh, you've got... Because obviously, yeah, like I said, uh, Logan... Uh, you've got Logan, who's the, you know, kind of uh, uh, tough, abrasive, you know, uh, patriarch of the family. And he's he's very... You know, he can be very demanding and be very uh, brash and bold. But, yeah, he, he does, you know, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does have a, a lot of funny lines, uh, mostly telling people to, to fuck off, uh, <laughs> pardon my French, but mostly telling people to fuck off, um, whenever they piss him off or like he's done talking to them. And, and that always cracks me up. Just his like, it's like, I don't give a shit attitude at times, but yeah, he's a, you know, he's a savvy businessman. You know, he kind of, you know, knows the ins and outs of the company pretty well. And, uh, you know, he runs a, tight, well-oiled ship, you know, I mean, besides, you know, his family trying to screw him over and, and, you know, get the CEO position, uh, and mostly that, that's Kendall that does that, who's his, um, his, uh, second oldest, uh, son, um, because, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, Kendall, Roman, and Shiv are his, uh, are all three from his second marriage, uh, from his second wife, uh, Caroline. And then, uh, Connor is from his first marriage, which I, they may, I believe they said her name at least once, or maybe they didn't, I'm not quite sure, but we never do see Connor's mom. I, I think she's at this point, uh, in the show's, uh, run or like, you know, in the timeline of the show, I think, uh, Connor's mom's dead, but we, you know, they mention her every now and then there's a, something that happened where like Logan sent her to a men's, uh, mental institution and, you know, we don't quite delve into that too much, but we get, like, references to it. And it's like, I wonder what the whole backstory with that, you know, uh, was. And um, you get, uh, you know, and, the, and yeah, Connor's obviously the oldest. And then you have uh, Roman, who's the youngest. And then uh, Kendall and Shiv are the middle children. I believe, well, I think Kendall might be a little bit older than Shiv. Uh, but, yeah, it's either Kendall and Shiv are the middle children or Shiv's the middle child. But since there's four of them, I guess technically Kendall and Shiv are the middle children because, you know, there's four of them. Um, yeah, so, you know, and, uh, but yeah, Kendall is uh, the the main one who's really trying to, to screw over Logan and get the job as CEO. And I, I love his whole storyline and uh, the, the development he goes on throughout the show because in uh, season one, he's very, uh, he's got, like, this tech mogul, like, dude bro persona going on about him, and he's, like, feeling very confident, and, you know, like, feeling that, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this, because in the first episode, he's, uh, going to, you know, he's, he's heading to, uh, or it's, you know, it's, uh, Logan's 80th birthday, you know, the whole family's gathering to celebrate his birthday, and Kendall's excited, because he's, like, yeah, I'm going to be CEO, you know, dad's about to retire and he's going to announce me, you know, as the next head of the company. I've been waiting for this ever since 
Like he's been waiting for this ever since he was a kid, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, Logan decides, you know, uh, suddenly that he's like, you know what, I'm staying. I I think uh, I think I'm good. <laughs> and then of course this leads to Kendall throughout the entirety of season one trying to, uh, trying to stay as or trying to to get the CEO position. And, uh, at the end of the first episode, uh, after they play a, a game of, um, baseball or softball, uh, I think it was, it was either softball or baseball, but they, they, yeah, they, they go to the park, they play a game of softball, baseball, and they, they're flying back to, uh, you know, upstate New York, you know, where Logan's apartment is. And, uh, Logan suffers from a, uh, not a heart attack, but he has a brain hemorrhage. And uh, he passes out in the helicopter. They take him to the hospital. And for the next, uh, like, two episodes, Kendall is interim uh, CEO. You know, like, temporary, temporarily the CEO until Logan gets back. And then Roman, uh, Logan appointed Roman, uh, his youngest son, to be the COO, the chief operating officer, until... Or, no, yeah, he, he uh, hired him to be the COO because he fired the original COO Frank, uh, at the baseball game. (laughs) And it, and it was like, you know, this was the same day too, uh, that Frank earlier, earlier that day had given a toast at his uh, birthday lunch saying, yeah, I'm proud to call Logan a friend. I've known him for the last 30 years and he's a hell of a guy. And then that same day, Logan's just fires him for as well as Roman says for shits and giggles. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> it was funny. It's like, it was funny to see that. Cause like we, uh, we cut to them flying away in the helicopter and then we cut back to Frank. Like, I- I'm guessing like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later, but he's sitting just on a, a bench or a chair in the, at that same area where they were playing, uh, uh, ball baseball. And he's just like zoned out. He's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> but that, that was, that was really great. And yeah, Kendall, you know, is trying to, you know, he, he's the one that wants it the most because, you know, he's, you know, Logan kind of promised it to him, you know, uh, told him, you know, ever since childhood, you know, he's like, oh yeah, you'll be, you'll be the CEO one day, son. And of course, Roman and Shiv want it as well, or at least they say they want it. Roman wants it arguably the least. He's, to me, the way I see it, and, you know, it's kind of confirmed, you know, but Roman pretty much wants it uh, because his dad if his dad wants him to, like he, he doesn't really, arguably, he doesn't really want it that much. He just wants it. If his dad wants him to have it, you know, like he's not really like he, he he's pretending that he wants it more than he actually does. Uh, you know, I f- cause if he, he probably thinks that, Oh yeah, well I'm, I'd get bored as C- CEO, but you know, if dad wants me to, I, I mean, I guess I can step up and do it, but I'm, I'm going to get bored. I feel like <laughs> after a couple days, um, uh, but and then Shiv also wants it uh not probably not as much as Kendall but she definitely does want it and when she's promised it in season 2 it was so it was so adorable just to see her face light up like she was so damn happy <laughs> about <laughs> being the next uh CEO it, it was adorable uh that that was the yeah, that was then the uh, season 2 premiere uh they're at the summer palace the summer home and Logan uh takes her into the other room uh, has a conversation with her. He's like, Hey, look, I think I'm going to announce you 
as the next CEO. You know, you're you're going to be my next successor. And then she just has, gets this big smile on her face, and it's so adorable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so even though you kind of, in a way, hate all the characters. And I don't, I don't know if I'd really hate them. I mean, like I, 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 like I said, I acknowledge that they're shitty people, but I actually do love them all in their, in, in different ways, you know? Uh, and obviously some of them are worse than others. Like, you know, you could say Logan is worse than Greg, uh, who, oh yeah. And also Greg, I forgot to mention, he is the, um, to kind of round off the, I mean, there's more characters, but I guess like the main seven Oh yeah, and then there's Logan's wife, Marsha, his third wife, who's, uh, I believe, Palestinian, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, who she she's she does a pretty good job, but yeah, to round out like the the uh, rest of the kind of main uh, cast, uh, you have uh, Greg Greg Hirsch, who is uh, Logan's uh, great, uh, is it Logan's great nephew? Yeah, I think it was it was his great nephew. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, he uh, he he's uh, working a job at the amusement parks when we first see him because he is uh, he's a mascot for uh, Dodrick is his name. He's Dodrick, the the dog mascot at one of the at the uh, Waystar amusement parks and or one of the parks. And he ends up uh, smoking, getting high, and then some kids jump on him while he's in the costume, and he starts you know, cause he's getting motion sickness from the, the pot. He, <laughs> you know, he kind of gets like all wobbly or, you know, he starts to get dizzy and then like he starts throwing up, he pukes out of his eyes, he gets fired, uh, for, you know, smoking pot on the job. And his mom tells him, Hey, why don't you call your, um, uh, why don't you call your, uh, great, you know, uh, uncle, you know, why don't you call your grand uncle or, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, call him, and see if you can get another job at the company. And so, you know, it's it's cool to see, and, and, you know, he does, and we see that in the first episode, and it's cool to see Greg kind of work his way from the bottom and integrate himself into the family uh, and, you know, uh, slowly but surely rise to, well, not the top, but, like, rise up higher and higher as the show goes on. Uh, in terms of, like, his uh, his, like, his character, you know, in terms of his character and his position in the company, you know, he becomes, you know, more confident and, you know, uh, more savvy in a way, you know, and, uh, more, more, yeah, I guess more confident. Yeah. I I was trying to think of another word, but yeah, he, he becomes more confident and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see, you know, this outsider who's related to the family, but not the, you know, he he's, he hasn't really ever interacted with any of the family before, you know, of the, or he hasn't really seen them that much, or he's, you know, he may have, like, met them, like, once or twice, but this is the first time he's really having any extended interactions with anyone from the family, you know, like, and he's, like, around them more often than, uh, than he used to be, and it's, uh, <laughs> like I said, all the character dynamics, uh, that, you know, they have with each other, all the dynamics, you know, and the, the relationships that the characters have with each other are great. Uh, and the one I love the most, or if not the most, uh, it's, it's up there in terms of like one of my favorites, uh, is the, the dynamic and the friendship, uh, between, uh, Tom and Greg, because 
uh, when Tom first meets him in uh, the first episode, he uh, sinks his claws into him very early on. Like, he sees, uh, you know, because, like, he, he claims to Greg, he's like, oh, yeah, we're friends. But really, he sees someone that, uh, he sees a new pawn for him to, to kind of use. You know, like, he sees Greg as, like, a, an errand boy, in a way. And, uh, but, you know, he does, there are times where, like, he is actually nice to Greg. But, like, <laughs> for the most part, he's, like, telling them to screw off and, like, insulting them. And then Greg, being Greg, you know, is always trying to be nice. Uh, you know, tries to be nice, and but he's always... But he's so so awkward and uh, stutters a lot. And, you know, he's just... He always tries to stand up for himself, but then, you know, Tom kind of talks him down <laughs> in a way, you know, kind of... It, it, I don't know, it's so, it's so weird, yeah, because Tom sees him as an errand boy, and then in a way, but he also kind of treats him as a friend, you know, he just screws around with him, you know what I mean? And, um, it's just, um, a very interesting, weird friendship slash, uh, dynamic. Friendship slash, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, they're not rivals, yeah, I guess it's just, yeah, but it's just like, Tom every now and then treats him like shit, but every, every now, every now and then he's nice to him, or he'll pretend to be nice to him to get Greg to do something that he wants, uh, and it, but it is cool because, uh, you know, as the show progresses, like I mentioned, Greg does rise up, you know, in the company, you know, he gets more status and, you know, uh, adapts to this way of living, but he also, and he also does kind of, uh, stand up to Tom. We get to see him, you know, develop a little bit more of a backbone, uh, as the show progresses and we get to see him stand up to Tom, uh, more and more, uh, the more the show goes on. And that's really cool to see. Uh, I mean, they, they do still have that. The dynamic's still there with Tom, you know, treating him, uh, you know, terribly in a way, and then uh, get you know getting him to to do stuff for him that he might not want to do, um, you know, have have him run errands and stuff. But um, but you know it. Uh, you know we do get to see Greg be more assertive with him and like you know, when they get into fights, he stands up for himself, and it's like, hell yeah, Greg, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 they, they, their, di- their dynamic is fantastic, they have a lot of great, hilarious lines, uh, some great back and forth between the two of them, and, um, yeah, uh, all the characters, yeah, are great in their own ways, even if they are shitty people, like I said, and, um, uh, the, the cast are all great, too, because, uh, yeah, they all do a fantastic job. Uh, Brian Cox is uh, Logan. He does a fantastic job. Uh, especially in, like, there's some scenes where, like, he gets really... Like, he just has a commanding uh, presence about him. You know, like, you you can't really help but not pay attention to him when he speaks. Especially when... Like, even if he's, like, telling someone to fuck off, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like haha, maybe funny. But, like, he means what he says. You know, he's very... I mean, even if he does crack jokes, most of the time he's, like, very serious... Uh, even if he's like telling a joke, you know, if he's telling a joke, he might be telling a joke, but he's also being serious, you know, and, um, when he says whatever he says, and then, and, and there are instances, there are scenes and times in the show where he gets like very pissed off and very angry. And that's, you know, some great acting on, on Brian Cox's part. Um, cause he just has, again, like I said, this commanding presence to him that, you know, it's like, he can't help but not watch him. And it's, it's very intense <laughs> to watch him like just go off on people like whether they're the family or 
anyone at the who works at the at uh, Waystar. And uh, uh, Jeremy Strong as Kendall, he does a great job. Um, uh, Kieran Culkin, who uh, yes, Culkin as in Macaulay Culkin, he's Macaulay Culkin's uh, I believe younger brother. If I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's his younger brother, and he. Uh, funnily enough, or interestingly enough, he was the uh, the co- one of the cousins in the Home Alone movies. Uh, I forgot his name. What was his name? Um, but he he was the one with the, the nerdy one with the glasses that always wet the bed. Uh, Fuller, that was his name. I for some reason I wanted to say Isaac. I don't know why. But yeah, he was Kevin's uh, youngest cousin in the first two movies. And of course, he didn't. You know, it wasn't a huge role, but like you know, everyone remembers, <laughs> of all the cousins, of all of his family members, uh, you, you either remember the, the parents, Uncle Frank, Buzz, or, or Fuller, you know, uh, because of, like, the amount of screen time they had, you know, they had a little bit more to do than the others, you know, uh, but yeah, Kieran Culkin, uh, as Roman, you know, he does a great job at kind of playing this, uh, snarky, sarcastic, uh, kind of asshole, but, you know, it's, uh, he, he, he has some hilarious lines too. And, you know, he's, uh, rather inappropriate and crude and, you know, like I said, cracks, you know, he's, he's the sarcastic one of the family and, um, he does, he does a great job with, uh, with his role and Sarah Snook, uh, plays Siobhan or Shiv for short, which is, you know, most of the time what people call her, they just call her by, uh, her nickname or they call her Shiv, uh, more often than not, and, uh, Shiv, yeah, Sarah Snook does a fantastic job with her as well, and, uh, she is, uh, yeah, essentially, she's a political consultant, uh, and, yeah, she works in politics, and she, so she doesn't really have, like, an official title with the company, at least not towards the beginning of the show, but she does dip her toe into the company pool, like, she does work, you know, with her siblings and with her father, uh, and, you know, and, and, she ends up becoming, at one point in the show, she ends up becoming the president of domestic operations, uh, I believe was the, uh, official title, and, yeah, uh, you know, the, the journey she goes on throughout the show is really interesting to see, too, and, and her relationship with, uh, with, uh, Tom, played by, uh, Matthew, Mc, uh, F- uh, Fadian, Fadian, yeah, I believe, sorry if I'm butchering his name, I believe it's McFadian, uh, is great, too, and, uh, also, uh, and, and, it, yeah, cause at first they kind of start out, you know, they do start off in love, you know, they kind of have like, not squabbles, but they do kind of have like a, a back and forth every now and then, uh, where they might disagree on something, but you know, like, you know, it, it, it's not until like later on in the show, they, they, you know, they start getting, we start to see that the relationship is, uh, anything but perfect. In fact, it's, it's, uh, kind of toxic. And, you know, there, there's this great scene in the last season where they're, uh, shouting at each other. They, they have this huge epic argument, uh, on their balcony, uh, during this, uh, uh, election, pre-election party they're having. And they, that all the, all the feelings and the pent up rage and frustration and sadness and anger just come out during that like four minute scene of them, of that, that four minute argument. And, uh, that, that was like, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show, just the, cause the acting between the two of them is so great. And like, obviously, you know, they, they both did some terrible things 
uh, Tom betrayed Shiv's trust and ratted them out to Logan at the end of season three because they were trying to stop him from uh, merging uh, or getting acquired by this uh, tech mogul, uh, Lucas Matson, who owns this uh, streaming platform, uh, Gojo. And, you know, Tom ends up, because Shiv told Tom, and she didn't think that Tom was going to, you know, betray her trust and tell, tell her dad, but he told Logan, and so Shiv's pissed at him for that, and Shiv also cheated, but Shiv also cheated on Tom, and Tom's mad at her for that, and there's more to their relationship, there's more that goes on uh, between them, uh, but, you know, th- those are just, like, two of the things, those, those are just a couple of the things that uh, that have happened in their relationship that, that you know, that come out, that, you know, that have damaged their relationship, and that come out during that argument, and it's fantastic, uh, and also they're both, uh, well, uh, Sarah is, uh, Sarah Snook is, uh, Australian, and Matthew McFadian is, uh, British, which I did not know until I, what, or English, English, British, uh, which I didn't know until he, until I watched the behind the scenes, uh, of one of the episodes, because uh, I, I, HBO does this, you know, where they have the, inside the episode, uh, you know, little segments after the episodes are over, you know, they'll have, uh, the cast and the, the, the creator and the, maybe some of the writers, you know, come on and talk about, uh, basically do a recap of the episode, talk about what happened in the episode and like what their thoughts are on what's going on with the characters, like what the characters are thinking about in certain scenes, you know, uh, yeah, run down to the episode and their thoughts and takes on what the characters are thinking during the episode, you know, what they're going through. And, uh, but yeah, which I always like to watch those just to get like more of a perspective on the inner workings of the show and what, what the actors think of the characters that they're playing, you know, like what they might be thinking at any given moment. But, uh, but yeah, I heard them speak and I'm like, oh, they're not American. That's, that's cool. Like they, they did, they did a really good job at like masking their accents, like putting on an, they did a good job putting on an, an American accent. Uh, you know, so hats off to both of them. Cause, uh, you know, I mean, it might not, it's not as easy as it may seem to be, you know, but, uh, oh, and also I want to also point this out, but Sarah Snook is, uh, gorgeous. Uh, she, yeah, I just, I just wanted to mention that she's gorgeous. I have nothing else to say, but yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, (laughs) oh, and also Shiv is, uh, I mean, not obviously, as moral as like someone like Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul, but like Kim Wexler, uh, who Ray Seahorn or Ray Seahorn portrayed her in Better Call Saul, uh, but similarly to Kim Wexler, Shiv Roy is another well-written female character, uh, one of the best, in my opinion, well-written female characters uh, in a TV show. Um, you know, just like everything that goes on. Because, you know, I mean, she has uh, relationship problems and stuff going on with her relationship. But, you know, she's also like a badass bitch, you know, a boss-ass bitch, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, she she gets she can get shit done, you know. And uh, really, all, all four of them can get shit done, like all four of the siblings. But more often than not, they're squabbling with each other over who can be CEO or... Or, so, hell, sometimes they're not even doing that. Sometimes they're just, like, squabbling over stupid nonsense, you know, uh, or just bickering with each other over stuff that doesn't even matter. And (laughs) which Logan, Logan tells them that in, uh, episode two of, of the last season, he says there's a scene where, which I'll, I'll, uh, mention this. I'll talk about this when I get to the last season. Uh, 
so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this in a few minutes, but, uh, there's a scene where Logan is uh, telling his kids, uh, there's a line in, yeah, he's sitting down talking with all four of his kids and he's, uh, telling them he's, there's a line where he says, I love you, but you are not serious people. And in a way they're not, I mean, they are serious in certain ways, but they do, they do let, uh, you know, they do let the, let the fact that they're, they do let their sibling rivalry, uh, and, you know, petty squabbles get the better of them sometimes, uh, because, you know, they do tend to, yeah, they do, they do tend to let that get the better of them, uh, or get the best of them. And it's interesting to see, uh, you know, how that, you know, it's interesting to see them, uh, you know, split up or not split up, but it's interesting to see them bicker, but it, it's also really interesting to see when they team up. Cause, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's cool when they present a united front. Cause it's like, Oh, you guys are working together. Cause you know, most of the time, if you're not on the, if you're not, are if you're not arguing and not on the same page, you're at least off doing your own things. But you know, the fact that you're working together, it's like, that's cool. You know, it's like, you, you can get, you can get some more shit, you can get more shit done, you know, when you, when you all work together and stop bickering over the CEO position or <laughs> any other issues that are, aren't as important as that. But, um, uh, but yeah, and then, oh, and, uh, Nicholas Braun plays Greg Hirsch. He does a great job. And, uh, Alan Ruck is Connor. He's, uh, and he does great too. Um, yeah, but the just yeah, all the characters are great, and and all the ones, all the actors and characters I didn't mention by name, they're great. Uh, Hayam Abbas, I believe I'm pronouncing her name right, plays Marsha. She does a great job. Uh, and then yeah, you've got uh, Peter Friedman, Natalie Gold, Rob Yane, uh, Jay Smith, Cameron, Justin, Justine Lupe, and oh, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, who he comes in in the. Th- second he comes in in the third season and then he's promoted to the main cast in the last season but uh he does a good job too he's uh the the tech mogul uh that uh, like i said uh uh lucas matson yeah he's the tech mogul lucas matson that owns the that streaming service gojo that i mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago um but yeah all the the actors and characters are great the storyline's great uh oh uh Another thing, oh yeah, okay, so well, before I get to this thing, uh, one more thing I was going to mention, or I forgot to mention, uh, the show balances, uh, it is an hour-long drama, but surprisingly, it was uh, funnier than I was expecting it to be. Like, there are a great moments of, uh, of comedy in here. Uh, it might not be, like, as comedic as Barry, but there are, uh, you know, there are very funny lines of dialogue <laughs> throughout the show, very funny interactions between the characters. Um, especially in episode two, uh, I mean, there's, you know, throughout the show, there are some great hilarious interactions, but, uh, that, that whole scene in season two where, uh, the siblings and Tom are, uh, sitting just outside of Logan's, uh, uh, room in the hospital. Like they, like they have their own little private section of the hospital they get put in and they're sitting in like the little living room slash waiting room next to, uh, uh, Logan's room and they're talking about, you know, who's going to be CEO and, uh, just, you know, there's some great, uh, funny lines of dialogue and exchanges between the five of them. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's great. And yeah, so, I mean, it balances the, 
I mean, it may be a little bit more of a drama, but like it balances the, the humor with the drama the, or the comedy and the humor with the drama, uh, really well, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, that, that's, it does a great, they do a great job with that. Um, oh, and yeah, the other thing I was going to mention too is, uh, I love, I love the theme song and I love the intro too. Uh, the theme song, and I love this cause I, I don't think, uh, besides like maybe the owl house, I don't think I've ever seen a show incorporate their theme song, uh, you know, and use it throughout the series. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a theme as versatile again, besides the owl house uh, theme. Uh, I don't think I've heard a theme as versatile as successions theme because they, they use it. I mean, it's, it's the intro, it's the intro music, but they also use it throughout the show. Um, and there's like several different renditions of it, uh, that are used, uh, you know, just at, you know, at at different times and different, uh, moments throughout every episode, or maybe not every episode, but throughout the episodes and seasons, you know, and it, it just sounds really great. And obviously when you have a theme song that sounds that good or that great, it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you use it as often as you can? You know, I mean, don't overuse it, you know, don't have all of the show's, you know, background music, uh, (laughs) be just the, the theme song, you know, but, uh, but yeah, the theme song sounds beautiful. It's this beautiful piano and or- or- orchestra piece. Uh, and it's like a minute and a half, you know, because HBO intros tend to be not overly long, but they tend to be long. You know, they tend to be like a minute and a half. Like, you know, the Sopranos intro or the Game of Thrones intro, you know, they tend to be like, yeah, a minute to a minute and a half uh, at most, you know. And... uh yeah, but the 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 it the song it's another one of those intros that because uh, whenever I uh, watch a show and I find a good intro, or I mean, and that show has a good intro, I never skip it, uh, no matter how many times I've heard it. Because if it's that good, you know, I I I just like listening to it, uh, and I see I, I'm like, well, if it's that good, I see no point in skipping it because it's just that enjoyable to listen to. You know, it, it gets me hyped or and excited to watch the, you know, start the episode or, or, uh, continue, you know, and, uh, yeah, but there's just, you know, the piano is great. The swelling orchestra in it is great. And, uh, and I love the, the actual intro too, like besides the theme music, the intro is great too, because, um, it is the only time in the show that we get a flashback into the kids' lives and Logan's life. Uh, which is crazy to me that 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 the intro is the only time where we get to see them uh you know in a younger them at younger uh ages you know it's like we we never get to see them uh you know as kids or teenagers uh except in that intro and uh, but you know the the clips that they you know picked for the intro are really well done or you know and they show a lot about you know how the kids lives were when they were younger like them riding on an elephant, like, you know, you can, you know, you get a sense that it's like, oh yeah, well, they're privileged kids that come from a rich family. Of course. Yeah. It's like, how many, how many kids can say that they've ridden an elephant before? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like that. It's, um, um, yeah, you you get that. You you get like them, I I guess that like their original home, uh, or maybe, yeah. in, in like England or, or, um, yeah. in like England, uh, cause their mother, uh, Logan's second wife, Roman Connor and Shiv, uh, Shiv's mother is uh, British or English. And, uh, yeah, so it's, I, I, 
I feel like that's probably in England. But yeah, it's like we get to see them in like the, I, I want to say the 80s. But, uh, you know, uh, half the intro is this uh, old timey camera filter over some footage of them as kids. Uh, you know, we get to see, yeah, like Shiv, uh, like I said, them riding the elephant. We get to Shiv, uh, we get to Shiv, we get to see a young Shiv, you know, uh, walking a pony, like walking her pony. We see Logan getting out of the pool. Uh, we see Caroline just sitting in a chair watching Logan walking around the, the yard. Uh, you know, and, and, oh, we, we see the, uh, we see a young Kendall playing tennis. We see him and, uh, his father, like, uh, I guess like getting a family portrait done. We get to see the kids doing that too. Uh, and yeah, that's cool. And then, but also interspersed with, uh, the, you know, the old timey, uh, you know, the older family footage or fa uh, found film family footage of, uh, them as, you know, kids and Logan as a younger man, we also get, uh, shots of New York and like of the company and like we get to see the, uh, and, and, and what's cool too, is that the, the clips change. Some of them stay the same, but each uh, season, the, the clips get switched out with different, with new clips. You know, we get to see new scenes of, uh, the kids as like teenagers and like in their twenties, you know? Uh, and then we get to see, um, yeah, we get to see, yeah, just, you know, stuff like that. And, and I think that's cool that they like switched out some of the scenes for, or clips, you know, for new clips, you know, for new scenes. It's like, oh, hey, new, new footage. We haven't seen that. Uh, so that, that, that was always a, a treat to like watch whenever I started a new season to see what changes they made to the intro. And, uh, oh, and also I love the, uh, <laughs> like there's this, um, uh, well, I guess not an Easter egg, but like, there's this running joke. Um, there's this one scene where, uh, in the intro where, uh, someone's like watching ATN news or ATN, which is like their, uh, it's their, uh, news station. Uh, it's, it's Waystar's, you know, main news station that they, uh, deliver the news and have the, you know, uh, guests on and stuff like that. Uh, but th there's like, uh, uh, you know, a brief clip of like someone we don't see who but like someone watching ATN on their uh on their like iPad and there's this uh, woman doing the news and there's a caption underneath underneath her and every season that caption changes to something else and uh <laughs> like uh and and the I think the ones for seasons 2 and 3 are my favorite because the one for seasons season 2 was uh uh, gender fluid illegals are maybe entering this country twice. And then they have twice in quotation marks. Uh, and then the one in season three, you have, um, uh, it says, um, what does it say? Uh, oh, I smiled at her at the photocopier. Now I'm facing chemical castration. And, uh, <laughs> and I just love that. Cause like, you know, it's just a brief glimpse at like, and we get to see more of the, the new station and we get to see more of the parks and, you know, we, we get to briefly see the studio movie and TV studio they have in LA. Uh, oddly enough, we don't go to the, see the cruise cruise lines, but I mean, but you know, that does, like I said, that does play a big part in the story. Um, but it's cool to, uh, you know, that they like, you know, took the time to like, uh, sneak in like, at, you know, and they actually changed the title of the new segment, uh, you know, with each season, but I love those two that, you know, when I first read those, cause I, I didn't see them until like maybe the second, second or third episode, uh, in, you know, cause it went by quick. 
and I was just, you know, there, there were so many other clips, uh, changed in with the intro or changed out, you know, and, and added into the intro that I, I didn't notice them until like the second or third time. But when I, they cracked me up when I first read them and cause it just reminded me, it, it, it seemed like the type of, uh, of article it seemed like some shit Fox news would peddle, you know, like it seemed like that type of, uh, news headline where it's like some pointless, uh, story, you know, little talking head segment, uh, that, you know, is just there to fill up time and entertain the loyal fans of the the network, you know, uh, and, but also, <laughs> and also it was funny too, the, the, you know, because it seemed like the, you know, uh, headlines that were purposefully written with like buzzwords to piss people off, you know, like the, you know, the, well, the, at least the, especially mostly the season one for season two, the gender fluid illegals are now entering or maybe entering this country twice like that, you know, a bunch of buzzwords just there to piss people off, you know, which is something, I mean, not just Fox is guilty of, but I mean, I'm just going with Fox. Cause like, that's the easiest comparison I can make to ATN use. Like that's the most similar comparison to ATN is like Fox, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that's great. And, uh, yeah, the intro sounds really good. Um, and, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah. So, you know, the, the journey that all the characters go through throughout the show is interesting to see, you know, where they, where they, from where they start to where they go and, and then eventually where they end up in the finale. But, uh, you know, and then, uh, like season three, you know, is, uh, yeah, season two, you know, we have, you know, the whole thing going on with the cruise lines, uh, and, and there's a lot of good twists and turns throughout the show, or there, there's some good twists and turns throughout the show. Uh, I think my favorite though has to be the, the one in the season two finale, because I legitimately didn't see that coming. Uh, I mean, not that to say that I saw the others coming, but like the, this one really caught me off guard. I'm like, Oh, you know, like when it happened, I was like, Oh shit. Like I was like, Oh shit. That was good. I did not see that coming. Like I had to rewind it just to see it again. Cause it was that awesome. But basically what happens at the end of season two is that, uh, you know, the news gets out that, you know, maybe, or, you know, you know, they're, they're under some hot press right now. Uh, Waystar is because, you know, it's, uh, uh, one of the, uh, higher ups in the cruise division, uh, Lester, you know, he's dead, but like, uh, you know, it, we, we find out, you know, the, the Supreme court, you know, everyone finds out that he was kind of, uh, well, he was a piece of shit that, you know, uh, uh, renewed the dancers on the cruise lines as contracts, uh, if they would have sex with him, you know, so basically he extorted them for sex or, you know, like he, he, he like, pro- he, you know, he promoted them through sex, you know, I mean, or like not promoted them through sex, but like he, he promoted them in exchange for like sexual favors, you know, it's like, Hey, if you do this, I'll, I'll, uh, see to it that, you know, your contracts renewed, you know, and, uh, you know, and then, and yeah, just stuff with the cruise lines, that, and the, you know, there's theft and murder that happens too, or that happened on the cruises, but yeah, all that information comes to light in season two, and, uh, Logan and the family are on the yacht, and they're like, okay, someone's gonna have to be our, be our patsy, or, you know, or someone's gonna have to be our scapegoat, uh, yeah, not patsy, uh, scapegoat, someone's gonna have to be the scapegoat, take the fall, and go to jail, and because Kendall has been under Logan's or in Logan's shadow under Logan's control this whole season. Um, he's like, Hey, you go. And he's been under his control this whole season because at the end of season one, uh, well, Kendall's a recovering addict 
And at the end of season one, at Shiv and Tom's wedding, uh, Kendall is driving with a waiter to get some drugs. Uh, but, you know, the waiter sees something in the road. Kendall swerves the wheel to get out of the way of what was in the, you know, uh, crashing. They end up crashing into a pond and he lets the kid, he, he gets out of the car, but the kid doesn't. And he, he does, you know, he admits later that he does try to save him or he did try to save him, but it was too late. But, you know, Kendall feels just guilty, feels awful, uh, throughout all of season two. And he's really a husk of himself. Like he's like, like I said, living under Logan's shadow throughout the entirety of season two. Uh, because, you know, Logan essentially at the end of season one, or I mean, in the last few minutes of the season one finale, he finds out, he's like, I know what you did, you know, like, uh, you know, he found out from like one of his, uh, uh, one of his bodyguards, you know, he's like, yeah, one of them saw you coming back from the party or coming back into the, the, uh, party looking disheveled and dirty. It's like, well, what happened? You know? And then, but they clean up the evidence and, or, you know, they make sure, you know, no one, they make sure Kendall hadn't like no involvement in the incident whatsoever. And Logan essentially blackmails Kendall. He's like, Hey, if you stop trying to screw me over and take over the company, uh, you can, you know, I, I, I'll rehire you and you can, uh, yeah, you can come and work for me again. You know, you can work for the company again. Uh, but you know, don't, don't screw me over again. Don't try to, to, uh, vote me out of the company, you know, uh, and take the CEO position. So, yeah, so all of season two, Kendall's like depressed and suicidal. Uh, I mean, there's a moment in, in, uh, I think it was like episode three where, he we uh, well a few moments throughout the episode, but he keeps going up to the roof of the building, and he keeps getting just a few, an inch or two further to to the edge of the building, and it's like he's almost about to jump off. Like he gets closer, he get he keeps getting dangerously closer to the ledge, and it's like is he gonna jump? But then, um, the but then uh, we see, uh, and then at the end of the episode, because uh, in that episode, uh, one of the employees at the company committed suicide. So they put up these, uh, like giant glate plus windows, glate glass plate windows, shit. What glass plate window? Yeah. They put these giant, uh, plate glass windows up, uh, over the ledge and Connor or Kendall goes back out there and he's looking, he looks out and he sees that and he's like, shit. Cause it, I feel like in that moment he was going to kill himself or, you know, he kept thinking about that, but now his option of jumping off the roof and ending it all has been taken away from him. And that was just, when that happened, I was like, Oh shit. Kendall is like real in a really bad place. But when he is essentially told by Logan, you're going to be the scapegoat to, you know, we got to fire someone, send them to jail to make us look better. And, you know, uh, to, to, you know, make sure the company to, to make sure the, uh, the, you know, the company's name isn't tarnished any further. Uh, but Kendall goes back to New York, uh, cause I think they're in the Mediterranean, I believe. Uh, and yeah, he, he goes back to New York and he's about to make the statement that he's, you know, uh, <laughs> going to be, yeah, he's about to make the statement. Yeah. He's going to go to jail and all that. Uh, he's going to be the scapegoat and all that, but he, uh, he ends up telling everyone that his father, he says, he's like, no, Logan Roy is a you know, piece of shit. And this is the day his reign ends. And yeah, when that happened, I was like, Oh shit. Cause, uh, I legit didn't see that coming, but it is interesting in season three, the dynamic with, uh, Kendall trying to, you know, he's now gained his mojo and his confidence back. And he's like even more, uh, not deranged, but he's even more 
Kendall than he was in season one. Like he's like his his mind's racing at a hundred miles an hour, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting. It was very interesting seeing him go to war with Logan for control of the company, despite him not being part of the company anymore. But you know, the the siblings, uh, you know, a lot a lot happens in season three, but uh, eventually they find out that uh, Logan, which I mentioned earlier, they find out he was he's going to uh, make a deal with this tech mogul, Lucas Matson, who owns the streaming service Gojo. And he's like, hey, uh, as long as I get to keep uh, the my news division, ATN, uh, you can acquire our company. And, you know, I just want to be a member. I still want to be a member of the board uh, and have ATN you know, still have some control of the company, but yeah, you can acquire us. Uh, and you know, as long as I get to be a board member and keep the news division, uh, sorry, I don't know why I, I repeated that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, you know, Shiv, Kendall and Roman find this out. They go to confront him about it, but you know, the, he's, you know, he's like, no, the, I'm, the, they're going to try to vote him off of the board, but, uh, Logan, tells him, no, you can't do that because I re- renegotiated my, uh, uh, your mom and I renegotiated our, renegotiated our divorce, uh, contracts or our divorce settlements or whatever, you know, and, uh, the, uh, voting power that you guys have to vote me out, we renegotiated that. So you ha- now have no way to vote me out of the company. You know, it's, that's, uh, that's over with. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, and then we find out, yeah, that Tom was the one that told Logan that the kids were coming to try to get him to stop the, uh, the company from getting acquired by Gojo. They were trying to stop the deal from happening. And then that's when we go into season four and, uh, season four. Yeah. It was a great final season and the, you know, everything wrapped up uh, really well. But what I loved is, uh, how misleading, uh, the trailers made it seem because, uh, I didn't quite know what happened, uh, until it happened. All I knew is that something big happened in episode three that had everyone talking about it. And they were like, Oh my God, did you, I totally did not see that coming. Like, and then, you know, I saw comments on the trailer on, uh, YouTube or, uh, uh, comments underneath the trailer on YouTube that were saying, yeah, this trailer totally tricked us, uh, or after episode three, this trailer totally feels misleading, you know, or it's like, you know, it, it, yeah, it's like, I did not see that coming, you know, it's crazy how the trailer made it seem like, you know, this was, it was going to go this way when actually the season went this way. And, uh, but basically what happens is, uh, you know, season, the end of season three set up, uh, obviously it set up the, the war between Logan and, uh, Kendall, Roman and Shiv, because, you know, now that, you know, like I said, when they present the United front and work together, instead of bickering and squabbling over the CEO position or any other nonsense, they can get shit done. You know, uh, even if Logan might not see them as serious people, they, they do get a little bit more serious when they work together, but you know, season four, they set up, or, you know, at the end of season three sets up for this season, uh, a war between Logan and the three siblings. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's interesting to see that play out in the first two episodes and the third episode, you know, it's like, it, it's Connor's wedding. Like the name of the episode is Connor's wedding. So you think, oh, okay, well it's, it's a wedding Connor and uh, his girlfriend, Willa, who, you know, has been around since the beginning of the show. They're finally getting married. 
and uh, nothing's going to happen. Uh, or, or, you know, it's like Logan's going to make the deal with Matson. What could go wrong, you know, or what, what big shocking thing could happen? And Logan ends up dying, like, halfway through the episode. And we get this really intense, well, not intense, but this really tragic, sad uh, scene with the three, or really, I guess it's more than a scene. Well, it's like a good part of the episode, like a good chunk of the, like maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe more, but it's uh, this really sad scene with the the three kids and then, uh, well, Roman, Shiv, and Connor, or Kendall, and then Connor uh, slowly uh, realizing that their father's dying because Tom calls from the plane, you know, they're, they're flying to Sweden to, you know, make the deal with Matson, but Logan has a, uh, uh, I, I, th- I believe it was a heart attack, but yeah, uh, he, you know, he uh, dropped his phone, he was trying to get it from the, uh, you know, when he was in the bathroom, and then he kind of, you know, collapsed, and they're doing, they're doing CPR on him, like uh, some of the members of the board, you know, or like, uh, they're doing CPR on him, and Tom is like called Kendall and Roman, he talks to Shiv and he's telling them like, yeah, look, we're doing CPR, but I don't know how long your dad has. So you, if you have anything to say to him, you may want to say it to him now. Um, you know, just, just so you know. And yeah, when Shiv started crying, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like I started tearing up. Like that was some fantastic acting. <laughs> I mean, again, everyone does a great job and they all did a great job in that scene, but I, I loved how all three of the, the kid, well, how all four of them kind of dealt with it differently. Uh, you know, like Kendall, you know, Kendall was kind of crying, but like trying to keep his composure a little bit. Connor was like in shock. Shiv was like just a mess. Like she, she was crying, bawling her eyes out and just hearing her revert back to like a a little girl saying, daddy, you know, like daddy, you there? You know, like, I was like, ah, shit. Like, I was like, I was like, this is getting to me. And, and then, uh, and then Roman completely just, uh, like in denial, you know, which is like one of the stages of grief, uh, or is it like the five, is it five or seven? But it's like one of the seven stages of grief of grief is like denial. So like Roman's in complete denial that he's dead. He's like, okay, well look, they're still doing CPR on him. So he's not dead yet. Right. And, uh, but no, he ends up dying and then it's like, and then, you know, they have the trailer for the what's to come for the rest of the season. And, you know, after when the episode ended, I'm like, well, shit, what are they going to do now? Because I thought, you know, because ever since the he had the brain hemorrhage in episode one, I assumed that Logan was going to die at some point because I'm like, the whole show is them trying to figure out who's going to be his successor. So I'm like, okay, at some point in the last season, he's going to die. But I thought it was going to happen in like the last three episodes uh, or or you know, maybe even in the last episode itself. But I thought if it was going to happen, it'd be like in the later half of the second half of the season. Like it'd be like episode eight or nine. And then the episode right after that would be, we'd see the funeral. And then, you know, one of them would become the successor, but no, it, it, uh, he dies in episode three and it's like, well, we still have seven episodes left. What's going to happen now? And, uh, but that was just a great twist like, you know, and a, and a very emotional episode, uh, even though Logan could be a bastard at times, it, I, you know, I thought Brian Cox played him perfectly. He was a great character. Uh, maybe not a, a great person, but he, you know, he, he was a great character and it was sad to see him go because, uh, he just brought so much to the show, but, but it was a great twist and it was, it definitely took the last season in a direction. I didn't see it going, you know? And I mean, it, it was, I totally didn't see that coming 
then, you know, that, that early. And, uh, but yeah, so, you know, the, uh, Shiv, uh, <clears throat> basically, yeah, the, they try to go through with the deal with Matson. uh, Connor and Willa get married, uh, <clears throat> Roman and Kendall decide, you know what? No, screw it. We're going to keep our company. We're going to be CEOs and Shiv is going to, you know, be our, uh, we can't have three CEOs, Shiv, but you're, we're going to give you a, a high up position, maybe COO. But Shiv is like, well, I kind of want to be CEO too. So she kind of betrays them and uh, starts working with Matson behind their backs after they try to, after they tell him, you know what? No, we're going to keep our company, you know, but Matson, or she ends up working with Matson because uh, Matson's like, hey, look, uh, if I, if we, at the next board meeting, if uh, enough of the board members vote to have Gojo, you know, my company acquire Waystar, then I'm going to appoint you CEO. But I mean, a lot of stuff happens. Uh, there's an election over the U.S. presidency. That's that's a pretty good episode. Uh, that's episode eight. Uh, Logan's funeral is in episode nine, uh, and then the finale, which is like an hour and a half. You know, we get a pretty good, decently sized finale. You know, I, I liked that we, it was like an hour and a half. But uh, the the whole show comes to an end with uh, basically Shiv finds out from Greg that. Uh, they are not, uh, that, that, uh, Matson has changed his mind and he's actually going to go with, uh, Tom or he's considering Tom. <clears throat> and, uh, so Shiv is like, what the hell? He betrayed me. So she goes back to Roman and Kendall. She goes back to their side. Oh, and also I forgot to mention Connor was also ever since like towards the end of season one, he was running for president as well. Unfortunately for him though, he was only at 1% of the votes, you know, he only, he only had 1% of like the popular votes and all that. And, uh, or he was, he was only polling at 1%. So he concedes to the Republican candidate and he backs out of the race and he's like, you know what? My fellow con heads, <laughs> which is the name is like supporters had con heads. He's like my fellow con heads. I look forward to, to running for the next election. Um, but it, I, I, it's funny that he didn't win, but part of me kind of wanted him to win just cause it, it would have been so ridiculous. And so I'd have left field. <laughs> for him to win. But, uh, but yeah, so I forgot to mention that, but, uh, but yeah, so Shiv is like, well, Matson betrayed me. So look, Roman Kendall, I'm going to go back with you guys and we're going to take the son of a bitch down. And so, and Roman and Shiv don't, uh, like they're at their mother's house in Barbados. And, uh, and you know, before they decide to pick Kendall to be C or no, they, they decide on Kendall to be CEO. Cause they're like, look, we know you want it the most. We don't think you you'd be the best for it, but you know, and we both kind of want it too. But you know, you've wanted it probably the longest, so we're gonna we're gonna go with you, bro. And then after that, we get a really sweet scene of the siblings just kind of bonding and immaturely, you know, blending a bunch of shit from the uh, <clears throat> from the fridge to get uh, Kendall to drink it. And uh, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, well the king. The king has a new, bre- uh, the, the king must drink the beverage to, to, uh, officially become the CEO or something. I forgot exactly what they said, but they're like, you must drink the sacred beverage if you are to, to be the CEO, you know? And it was just sweet to see for at least one more scene for at least one, one more time in the show, all of them acting like siblings and just goofing off and doing something stupid and childish, you know, cause we, we see instances that of that throughout the show. Uh, again, like I said, when they're like presenting a united front, we uh, usually get a scene of them kind of going back to their roots and like 
acting like siblings, you know, and doing some stupid shit like blending a bunch of, uh, you know, food into a, you know, and drinking the concoction, you know, like that's totally something siblings would do, especially like kids, you know, it's like it was to see them go back to their roots and, you know, act like siblings was, was sweet. Uh, but it all goes downhill, uh, towards the end of the episode because they end up going back, uh, to, and you know, the, the, they have the board meeting Shiv ends up, uh, at the last minute deciding to not vote for Kendall to take over. She decides to vote for the deal and we get this fantastic scene where like they're in the other room, like they're like a room or two away from the board room, uh, you know, or the board meeting, but because, uh, all, you know, all the walls and everything are, you know, glass, you know, so everyone can, everyone can see them, but they can also hear them because they end up getting into a shouting match. But Kendall's like, why the hell did you vote against me? And, uh, and Shiv's like, well, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I don't think you'd be a good fit. And Kendall is just like, at first it's like, he's pleading with Shiv, but then he gets, uh, but then he starts like demanding, like he gets even more, more angry the, the longer she continues to, you know, tell him, no, it's where, where I'm not going with you. I'm, I'm voting for the deal. And, uh, yeah, we, we, it, you know, and, and then it, it, uh, culminates into this, like, uh, I say epic fight, but it culminates into this essentially slap fight between the three of them where they're like struggling and like pushing each other. And, and, you know, it's like, like the biggest battle between the three of them was like this, this petty slap fight. <laughs> over control of their, of their, of the family company, you know? And, um, but yeah, and, and there's a really sweet line too, where Roman, uh, like Roman, I guess, cause he's the youngest child and he's like uh, used to maybe being abused in a way, but, uh, Kendall, like Roman says some heated things with Kendall. Kendall starts pushing his head into the glass wall or the, the window. And, um, she was like, what are you doing? What, you know, stop. And then, Kendall goes to like shove her away. And then it's not until Kendall shoves Shiv that Roman's like, Hey, she's pregnant. You piece of shit. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Yeah. Shiv. We found out Shiv's pregnant in like the fourth episode this season. But, uh, but yeah, she, uh, it, it wasn't until then that he did that. And I thought that was sweet. Like even in that scene, uh, you know, of them all fighting Roman still found the guts to stand up for his sister. And he actually, and he led with, she's pregnant. Like he's like, you're, she's pregnant. You piece of shit. I was like, that was sweet. It was a sweet younger brother thing to do. But, uh, but Shiv, you know, goes back into the boardroom. Kendall was just like, you know, distraught. And Roman says what I think is a great line. Um, he says, we're bullshit. And, uh, it's like, it's Roman realizing at that moment, just how petty their, their feud and, you know, between, the three of them of who would will become CEO. It's him realizing how petty and childish and stupid this all was. Uh, like they've wasted so much time and over, over this, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Cause you know, we still have a shit ton of money and you know, dad originally wanted this deal. So, you know, why, why the hell not go through with it? You know? And, uh, but it, it but it's interesting. Cause yeah, it's like Roman realizing what his dad, you know, what Logan told them all, in episode two of this season where he said, I love you, but you are not serious people, you know, uh, which, which that whole scene was great because like, that's the last, I mean, he talks to Roman in episode three, but it's over the phone. So really the last time that Logan 
and the kids all sit down and have a genuine conversation like the last time they talk to each other is uh you know them essentially telling their dad no we're still gonna fight you on this and Logan telling them that they're not serious people and it's and you know in the first episode we see him reflecting or you know he's talking to his bodyguard Colin reflecting on his life and where he's gonna go when he dies and then in the second episode he's trying to he's like hey I missed you kids at my birthday party and I love you guys and then you know, and then in the third episode, he ends up dying. So it's like, it was interesting to see that little development that Logan went through those last couple episodes leading up to his death. Uh, because it was kind of him, yeah, like reflecting on his life and trying to somehow right his wrongs or at least get his kids to not hate him before he went out, you know, like, like and, to, and to kind of, you know, yeah, just tr- just try to get, try to get along and not hate him that much, uh, on his way out, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Kendall, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Matson, you know, uh, has a official control of Waystar, you know, he merges the two companies together. They, uh, Roman, well, Kendall doesn't sign it, but Roman signs over his, uh, rights as CEO or whatever, you know, and then, uh, you know, he leaves Tom, uh, he appoints Tom, you know, uh, as CEO, they have a, a little photo op <clears throat> in the, uh, the main boardroom. And, uh, and then the last scenes we see of everyone. Oh yeah. And then Tom tells Greg, he's like, Hey, look, no, you still have a spot in the company, Greg. I'm just, you know, stay with me. You're going to be fine. Stay with me. Like you, you have been, and we'll be fine. And then the last scenes we see of all the siblings are them all kind of at different stages of like, either accepting or denying what just happened. Like they're all at at different spots of coming to terms with what happened. Like, uh, the last scene we see of Shiv is her and, uh, Tom in, uh, one of the, the company cars. And she tells him, Hey, congratulations. But, you know, because of their, of how their rocky, their marriage has been, she's, you know, it's like half, half acidly, you know, like, Hey, congratulations. And like, she, puts his hand on his, like, on part of his palm, like, they're not holding hands, she's, like, half holding his hand, half not, and, you know, that's, like, showing that, oh, yeah, their marriage is probably not gonna last, or, or if it does, they're just gonna both stay in this, not sham of a marriage, but this, you know, dysfunctional, toxic marriage, and both be unhappy, but both stay together for optics, for, for the sake of optics, you know, for the sake of like, oh yeah, it looks good to have a CEO and his wife with the company, you know, and then we see Roman in a bar, uh, just, you know, at first he's frowning, but then he gets a martini before he takes a sip, he smiles. And that, and to me, that was kind of him again, like I said, realizing that, oh yeah, this is, this whole thing has, has been stupid, you know, us, uh, fighting over CEO, uh, you know, I mean, now I can, I guess, do something else with my life. I can, yeah, just do something else and uh, not have to worry about who's going to take over our family company because it's not family, the family company anymore. And then the last scene we see of Kendall is him just like, again, he's just like in in shock. Like like he, he's in disbelief of what just went down. And he's like walking through, I, I guess, Central Park, but he ends up, uh, or he ends up, yeah, he's walking through a park. He stops at a bench and sits down and just looks at the ocean. And the last shot of the whole show we see is him looking at the ocean. And, 
and then it cuts to the credits. And I, I loved the way it ended, just showing all three of the siblings, you know, the th- or at least, yeah, all the siblings, the three of them that wanted the position, you know, coming to terms with them, not none of them being CEO. So I thought that it was interesting that, yeah, I, I, I thought that was cool that it ended with none of the three of them being CEO, but it being Tom. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was a neat twist or that was a neat, uh, idea that they went through that I was like, oh yeah, that's, I like that. That's, uh, and it was kind of fitting that none of them ended up with the company because of how petty that they often were. And again, Logan telling them that they're not serious people. So it kind of, it, it to me, it was very fitting that after Logan's death, none of them ended up getting the company. <laughs> it was someone who married into the family, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so Oh, and then uh, the last we see of Connor and Willa, uh, we see Connor moving into Logan's old apartment and, you know, them just, just you know, living their lives and pro- po- probably the the most healthy relationship of anyone in the show. Because uh, even though Willa admits that, you know, she did kind of marry Connor because the money was a perk to her, uh, she does still love him. She does still love him in her own way and he loves her. Uh, and, and, they're, and they're the most honest and open with, uh, their feelings, you know, talking to each other about their feelings, unlike, you know, Tom and Shiv and, <laughs> and Kendall and Rava, you know, his wife. And, um, you know, so it's like, I think they're going to make it like of everyone, or I feel, or, or I mean, Tom and Shiv might still make it, but like of all the couples in the show, it's like, I feel like Connor and Willa are going to be the most healthy, you know? Uh, plus they, they I think they made a cute couple. Uh, <laughs> they were adorable. Um, but yeah, so, um, I've gone over an hour. I just realized that, uh, I guess that's all I've got to say about the show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I left out. I- I'm sure there's probably something that I'm forgetting now that I'll remember after I'm done with the episode and I'll be like, ah, oh, shit, I should have I should have mentioned that. But I guess that's, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I love the show. The show is great. If you haven't seen it and, you know, hopefully you'll still want to watch it even though I spoiled, uh, some major plot points and, you know, essentially how it all ended. But, you know, if you, if you haven't seen it and you still want, and you want to watch it, you're thinking about checking it out, definitely check it out. It's worth your time. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, I think you'll enjoy it. So, um, it's definitely a good show and I'm glad I watched it and it's nice watching it with a fresh pair of eyes. You know, it's nice watching, it's cool seeing my dad watching it and him having no idea how it's going to end and me knowing, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's kind of cool watching his reaction to it. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I guess that does it for tonight's episode. Um, and yeah, I will be back tomorrow night for my review of the flash. So, uh, I will see you guys. I will see all you guys tomorrow night for that review. Uh, but until then, hope you guys have a good night. And I will see you tomorrow. And until then, take care.